0: And welcome to this, the 16th episode of KeenCast, the official spookiest podcast of KeenGamer.com. We are on the last podcast before Halloween, so we will keep things extra spooky with tales of horror and greed and bad ideas for subscriptions. (laughs) Incomplete games, yes, (laughs) shambling out of their graves before they're ready. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the merry band that we have here today. From the inky black depths of the unknowable void comes a creature of unimaginable intentions and machinations. Draped in the viscera and screams of his victims comes the terrifying, the macabre, the twisted David
1: Lozoda. Wow, that's probably like the best introduction I've ever had. Thank you so much
0: <laughs> for that. <laughs> I hope folks you can understand the, the twisted language he's speaking, all the all the blood coming out of his mouth and whatnot. Yes, I'm, but I'm we'll truly fix it in post. And, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and alongside David, born in a laboratory of ex of an exiled scientist, comes a monster known only to the mad and the damned. Stitched together from the parts of serial killers, dictators, and EA CEOs, is an amalgamation of malice and horror. Behold, the twisted visage of Tim Ronan.
2: Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's quite vicious, folks. Don't don't know. Don't, don't let his demeanor s- uh, fool you. He's just trying to lure you into a false sense of security. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> That's what it is. And of course, I am Sean Rabine, here today to host this spookiest episode for you. Before we get into our stories of the week, let us see how everyone's week has been going. Tim, how has your week been going? We didn't see you here last week. Um, I'm glad we got you away from those um, kidnappers. Um, I don't know where David got the money, and I don't care to know, but I'm glad you're here now. Tim, how was your week?
2: Uh, it's all right. Just uh, doing you know working and stuff, but uh, managed to play some games as well. Um, did you play? And I actually got around to trying out the Outer Worlds this week. Uh, actually, uh, just oh, yesterday. Wow. Um, I've been like hearing a bunch of people, you know, like praise it and really. Mm-hmm. Seem to enjoy it and stuff like that, so um, I definitely had to try it out, especially since it's supposed to be um, sort of like a spiritual successor to uh, Fallout New Vegas, which most people, I think, consider to be like one of the better Fallout games. Um, Anyone with taste, yeah. <laughs> um, and The Outer Worlds, for those who don't know, is actually developed by the same people who developed New Vegas, Obsidian Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that definitely shows a lot of people say that, or I've heard some people say that this is kind of just like I mean not a continuation, but like you could easily see the roots of like New Vegas coming out in, in this and I think you definitely can, there's so many little aspects. that are like, "Oh yeah, that's I remember that." It's like coming back mm-hmm. to an old friend. But um, <laughs> I I was like I, you know, I have, I have stuff to do, but I'll, I'll try I'll try this out for an hour and you know get back to work. But then it's one of those things where, like four hours went by mm-hmm. and I was still playing it. So,
0: right. Yeah. Right.
2: So I'm I'm pretty into it. Um. That's great. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, it's basically like, I mean, it's kind of like if you just took New Vegas and brought it up to a more modern era in terms of like graphics and whatnot, and add some Space. add some quality of life features and just new locations and weapons and stuff. Um, I think cool. I'm still kind of getting to grips with like the combat system. It was kind of feeling like a bit clunky, uh, a bit like clunky to me at first, but.
0: Isn't it not just shooting people like usual FPS? Yeah, it matters. It's not more.
2: Yeah, I mean it's not like super complicated, but uh, at least just at first it was like I don't know, it felt weird to me somehow. But
1: um, okay. it's not fluid. It's definitely not fluid at all. Yeah, oh, okay. it, it, it feels. Yeah, it feels it, it. It kind of feels like Fallout, honestly, to me. It, you know, I, I reviewed the game, so it kind of feels like like Fallout Three, if you were only to not news the that system. Um, it just, I don't know. It just, yeah, it feels awkward. <laughs> but hmm. you get used to it after a while, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, I th- though, um, one problem I was having, like, I was fighting these guys, and they just, like, roasted me, like, my weapons felt like they were yeah. doing nothing, but um, I didn't really realize at first that they were, like, that enemies had levels and that, you know, you, you can go go yeah. up against people you shouldn't be yet um and i didn't really know that like there's they're sort of like kind of like the vat system they have a different kind of thing in this mm-hmm. where you wanna, like generation. slow down time yeah, yeah the the mm-hmm. ttt mm-hmm. whatever is yeah, tactical head, time what it's called. Yeah. yeah um and when you use that and you like mouse over an enemy then it shows you like their level and like a little bit of information about them which I don't remember them telling me that in the tutorial. I hmm. kind of had to work that out. Or maybe I missed it, but...
0: I do I do like the idea that there are... <clears throat> uh, it sounds like there are fixed levels for enemies throughout the world and that you can wander into the wrong part of town if you're too low low of a level. Because I know, like... I don't know if they did in Fallout 3, but I know by like Fallout 4 onwards, uh, everything was like a scaled level. So no matter where you were, everything was the same level of challenge, which... Sounds fine, but... Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I want to over-level myself and and stop a a village of goblins or something like that. Well, the
1: the thing about it is that... Like, the game kind of opens up depending on what... Not really necessarily the levels that you do, but the choices that you take. And you can kind of surmise, like, if it's going to be a harder route... Like if you if you do like the absolute moral route where you try to be the best guy you can be, then you're gonna wind up th- into places like you're gonna get into areas that you previously had no access to, and then mm-hmm. in that area you're gonna have you're gonna encounter enemies that are like much more overpowered because the game is gonna assume that you're that you've you've trained or you've at least grinded or something um, okay. to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So it's a little yeah like you kind of have to use. Uh, like not common sense, but you ha- you have to kind of be smart about it because if if you can't do it, then you're gonna have to go like the other route. And if you want to do like a particular side quest or something, hmm. um, so yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting the way that
0: they, you know, uh, organize it that way. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For those who are curious as to why is Fallout New Vegas considered the best one. Uh, go watch a video by a YouTuber called Mr. B the letter B, Mr. B-Tong uh, he does a a video called Shandification and it explains in <clears throat> entertaining detail how Fallout New Vegas feels like a realized world and Fallout 3 doesn't uh, by simply mm-hmm. asking the question, what do they eat? you know yeah Hmm, um, so check, check that out, Mister B. Tongue. He makes amazing videos, but he doesn't make them anymore. He made like one or two a year, and then he just stopped. But hmm. he's got great stuff. Uh, Tim,
1: go ahead, continue with your impressions. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs>
2: no, that's okay. Um, let's see. well Yeah, so I, I think some of the problems with the combat was also stemmed from like. Well, from fighting stuff that I shouldn't be at, but then also, like, um, I didn't really realize that weapons have levels as well and that yeah. you can upgrade those. Yeah. So it's a little bit mm-hmm. of a like learning curve, I guess. But, um,
0: is, is it kind of a thing where, like, you'll just find new weapons and, like, ditch the old one, or is it like, I found this shotgun and this is the only shotgun I'll ever have, I'll just upgrade it throughout the game?
2: Um... I, I think it's
1: more like the latter case. I mean, because because you have your inventory is pretty wide. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 you don't really. I I didn't find myself throwing things out very often, to be honest. Um, I threw out a couple things, but uh, it, it's more like the case of you constantly upgrading your weapons. And then what I did was, um, like later in the game, you have like elemental damages. Yeah, you, you have to kind of keep that in mind. So, um. I you know I just kind of I, I s- geared my things toward like I I like the um uh, electris- electric electric uh, electricity I think it was called I don't know um I like that type of damage so like it, it was you know I used that on my shotgun uh, was it was a shotgun I don't remember dude I don't even remember holy shit I just <laughs> played this game but yeah 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 uh you can like you could just modify it and then I just kind of stuck with a couple guns in my arsenal um, I didn't really find myself using other ones, so but I still have them in my inventory. But Tim, okay. yeah, sorry. I keep no <laughs> it's, in. It's fine. No, it's I mean awesome. we're, we're talking about this yeah.
0: the outer worlds thing, so it might as well yeah. mm-hmm. you know, go back and forth.
2: What did you think of like you know, you know the um like starter pistol, David? Don't think of you?
1: Yeah. Did you have? what yeah. do you think of
2: that? It kinda of felt like garbage to me. I mean I guess that's the point, but <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, everything kind of feels like garbage from the from the get go. But you really like they really like, especially like I mean, I'm I'm thinking late in the game. But like they it, the the arsenal really expands, and you get like stuff that's like super overpowered. It doesn't even feel like it should be in the game. That's how overpowered it is. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like they it, it is. You're right, Tim. Like it is a steep. Now I think about it, it is kind of difficult at first. I mean, I thought it was difficult for me just because I don't play video games very often.
2: (laughs) I also (laughs) put it on (laughs) second hardest difficulty.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Um, I I think I just put it on normal, and uh, so I I just I found it difficult just because I'm not that seasoned, uh, uh, you know, at least not at this point in my life, but. So, uh, yeah, like, I, I was playing the game, and I was like, okay, uh, this is actually getting easier for me, and then I started, like, I just started learning it a lot more, and then learning how to use the companions, too, um, which, you know, I'll talk about later during my segment, but, uh, and then, like, the, the companions make it way easier, because the companions are just really, um, like, they're really, like, they, they, like, as soon as you 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 start a fight, they just, they're, like, head first into it, and like they, you know, they they really help in that regard, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't really remember the Starter's Pistol, but, but I, I think I just, I just stopped using it, and I forgot about it after a while, so. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Companions are always like, I guess traditionally, I actually did use, um, I have been using one in this one, and I, I think I do plan to keep doing that, but I don't know, sometimes it's a tricky thing for me because I kind of like accomplishing stuff on my own and maybe not feeling like I'm getting too much help, but I also feel like the companions are like, you know, they're a decently big chunk of like the game and I kind of want to experience that. And I like how they do little things like you'll have a companion with you and then um, you'll come across an NPC and they know each other. and You're like, "Oh, hey, Bob. Oh, hey, Jill. How's your? Yeah. How was breakfast this morning? Oh, that's great. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little the, the, a little the, better the, than that, but yeah. I
1: noted I noted it in my in my review. Like, it, it's it's more than that too. Like these companions, like they have like personal problems too. Like one of them, mm-hmm. I think, like wants you to uh, like hook her up with. Or, like, um, hook her up with a girl, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to, like, kind of figure that out. Like, that's her side quest. Like, each one has, like, a dedicated um, a companion quest, let's say.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, it, it, it's interesting, you know. Like, one of them, uh, like, doesn't have a lot of confidence. So you have to kind of help him boost his confidence. It, 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 you know, like, it, it. they feel, like, actually alive, which is weird. Um, mm-hmm. And I never really... I. I I can't remember the last time I played a game where I felt that um, happy. like I don't know, I'm not happy, but I felt <laughs> like that attached to my companions. Um, and then like, that's not to mention the fact that uh, you can also like you have choices too, right in the, in the overworld, and depending on what choices you do, you could do like like in one instance, and I won't spoil it. I'm, I'm trying really my best not to spoil anything, not name <laughs> names or anything. So right. forgive me if I'm being really vague, but I'm I'm doing it for the, you know, for the betterment of everyone who's w- r- listening to this. But in one quest, like, um, it's possible to get to a point where you may have killed, like, y- you. It's <sighs> <That's> really hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is really hard. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna just spurt it out there. Spoilers. You know, if you don't want to hear this. Just skip like the next fifteen seconds, but Wait. you get to a point where, okay, Tim, wanna... it, this isn't like I'm not going <laughs> to name names, okay? <laughs> okay. If you could cover your ears if you want to, but um, okay. you we'll get to a point in the game, like, yeah. You can get to okay where like uh uh like uh, uh Bo Bo beep like she um you get to a point where like you kill <laughs> you kill her parents or something, and or you kill like her family members. But, like, you didn't know that you killed them. So you get to a point where you realize that you killed them. And you're like, fuck. And you have her in your team. And you're, and then you could choose to, like, you know, have her find out about it or, like, not have her find out about it or, like, keep it a <clears> secret. <throat> and then you have to make that t- tough moral decision on your own. And it's just really, like, it's really, like, when I got to that point, I was like, fuck. Like,
2: <laughs> like I felt really bad
1: because I didn't. Cause you know, like in early in the game, like I'm just killing people, and then like, y- you know, like you, 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 I had honestly, I had the choice not to kill them, but I did, and then um, I got to that point where I was like, oh, I did not mean to do that. Whoops! And I felt really <laughs> bad. Like I felt like actually really bad about doing it. So th- th- what I'm trying to say is that there are a lot of decisions like that. Okay. On spoiler now you could turn off the spoiler thing. Um, you get you, you, there are a lot of like points in the game where it feels that way. like you feel like the companions are like everything that you do kind of affects them and affects whether or not they're gonna be in your party and I, I heard like I, I I did the bad thing and I chose to keep it a secret from her, but like you could you could do the good thing and tell her, and then she could like you could fight her right there and there or like she'll just walk away. She'll just tell you like, "Hey, you're a piece of shit," and then no. she'll just walk away. Yeah. It depends. Like, it depends on the relationship you've built with her. So, like if you if it's if she's already kind of on edge with you, then she'll fight you and then you'll have to kill her. Or, uh, you know, like you could there could it could be at a point where she's just she likes you, but because of the situation, she just like, "Hey, actually, I don't like you anymore," and she just walks away. So, right. Yeah, it's just really intricate it's really fascinating um to kind of realize yeah sorry I keep derailing it from Tim (laughs) no it's fine it's good having (laughs)
2: discussions yeah Uh, Tim Mm.
0: any other thoughts about um the outer worlds
2: um just uh I I just really want to go back to playing it now so I it's definitely (laughs) yeah so far for me it's a pretty great experience um that's great. And also, yeah. before I logged off for the night last night, um, I I had to do the thing where, like you know, I I'd saved everything was good, everything was okay, and then I started shooting people in the first town to see how many I could. <laughs> yeah, just to see. Just, just to yeah, see. I did that too. You know, there's a safe reload on the side. You know, nothing's permanent. Let's just if see you're if I can kill the whole town.
0: Villager and the mysterious stranger quick saves you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's just
1: the the thing about it is that it's scary because you can, you can like kill people in on one planet and then you go to a next one and they're like they're like oh you killed my cousin in so and so planet
2: my name is Inigo and Montoya, Montoya. You killed my father. <laughs> yeah okay. and,
1: and you're like and you're like oh Jesus like you know like everything has a ramification and you're like. Right. Oh, man, this sucks. You know, like, you're, you're kind of like, this sucks, but at the same time, you're like, wow, I'm really impressed. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It,
0: yeah, it sounds like they're exploring the, it's really um, interesting. something that um, combat games don't explore, which is that the people you're killing are people and they have connections and relationships yeah. outside of that situation you're in. Yeah. A, ba- a, a, a band of bandits. Don't live in a vacuum. They might have family outside of that, you know, little gang or something like that. And they find out, oh, you Mm -hmm. killed my son. It's like your son was a crazy junkie and threw needles at me. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's interesting. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting game. Yeah, Uh, I I guarantee I'll play it at at some point. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure when. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, definitely, you go pick it up. You you should. Um, Anyway, Tim. Go ahead, talk about the other games you've played and things you've watched <laughs> before I yeah. completely derail this.
2: <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, I've been talking for a while, but, uh, I, uh, I've fun. also been playing, um, I guess, I, like, um, I'd seen people streaming it and whatnot, so I jumped back into Destiny 2 recently. Mm-hmm. Started doing that again. Um,. They change like now that now now it's free to play for for everyone. Um, they changed some stuff around armor and um, boosted light level or power level rather for everyone. Um, Yeah, as
0: I understand, there's no actual character level anymore. You just have the light level.
2: Oh, is there? Yeah, I I, yeah, I guess I'm not sure because
0: like I started a new character and. It defaults you to after the main campaign. I was like, Oh, I can't play that campaign. That's Oh, wait, really? Apparently what you can do is you can, Yeah, oh. you just you couldn't play that campaign. But that's what you they do, you can go to the hangar and talk to that NPC, that one woman, and she will let you play select the campaign you want to play. So you can do the Red War and War Mine oh. and Osiris. I didn't know that. And so you you select those and you just you start that campaign. I'm like, okay, cool. Because there's no level anymore. I think the... So, like, the only level they have is the season rank. Which, as a free player, you you still get a season rank. It's just you don't get as many rewards mm-hmm. for being a free player. Yeah. Um, so That was interesting when I found that out.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that. I was actually, um... Before the update, I was like... Gosh, I don't know. Maybe, like, power 500 or something. And then, um... Everyone gets mm. pushed up to 750 now by default. Yeah. Um, and in a way, I was like, "Hey,
0: and you can I want pay to have it boosted to 900 or something like
2: that." Yeah. Um. I, I, and part of me was kind of like, I, I kind of want to like, I mean, I, I know that. I mean, that's just, I guess, like an MMO-y thing, and getting everyone up to like where to you need yeah, to be. Yeah. But I was like, I, I kind of want to make, I want to make that progress. You just right. you took yeah. it
0: away from me. Sometimes you just want to make that progress. But that's one of the problems MMOs have is that, okay, we released a new expansion. We want to get people back into it. Yeah. Um, but people are like, hey, I want to invite my friend, but I'm level 800 and my friend is level 1. It's kind of, <laughs> I can't play with him. So, other like I think uh, FF14 does a thing where you can uh, sort of sync your levels up whenever you do content together. And I think WoW started doing that as well. Uh but they're, they're try- And WoW also does a thing where, like, if you're a new player but you were referred, you have, like, 300 times extra XP. And there's so many different things that boost your XP now. So just rapidly shoot. Or you can just buy the levels, you know? Why should you have to play the game? Just pay and be done with it.
2: You know? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I played. I've been playing a lot of Destiny too, and I'll, I'll get into that when I talk about my week. Um, but Tim, anything else that happened during your week?
2: Uh, I guess last thing I'll mention is the Borderlands Three Halloween event It's now live. The I was curious Bloody about Harvest. that. What is that? Uh, I've so I've done well. So the way it works is that there are like ghosts that spawn. I think anywhere in the game now, like any place you visit, and mm-hmm. they drop something called hectoplasm, and hectoplasm. you have to take <laughs> yeah, and you should take um a bunch of that to a talking dinosaur monster called Maurice on the on the ship, and um he will open a portal to I think it's called the Heck Pit, and oh, nice. uh, <laughs> I know. <clears throat> and it's um, <clears throat> it's like this short little level that you go through um, mm-hmm. it's I mean it's pretty like a short little like linear sort of thing you go along and you fight different guys that come along there's like key masters who are, like block the way and you have to kill them before you can progress and then at the very end, you fight the new boss, um, so, and I've I've done that once so far. But the idea is that you have to keep repeating that process. So then you leave the world, get more hectoplasm, open the portal, going again, and like you keep running it. Um, hmm. And there's like different challenges you complete, um, such as like defeating the boss, I think. Twenty-five times, so doing like twenty-five <sighs> runs of the place.
0: That's so much.
2: <laughs> it is. It is quite a lot. Um, and there's like special enemies, I guess that spawn. You can find and kill them. Those are also also challenges. And then there's a total of fifteen challenges. And as you complete them, you unlock special um, event stuff. So like, there's a weapon trinket. I think um, a weapon skin. Player skin and um, something else. Your um, head. So so far, like I said, I've only done it, done the run one time. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I it was fun to me. I I think there there might be some people who are complaining about the event, but I I actually haven't looked into why. It might, maybe it's related to like. It might be shallow or something like that. Yeah, I because I mean. Did you play any of the Headhunters, Sean,
0: Um, in Borderlands 2? I know that I did, but I cannot for the life of me remember what they are.
2: (laughs) Those those are basically, like, they weren't expansions. They were, like, short little levels that you could probably do, like, in an hour, if even. Mm -hmm. Um, And the main thing is they feature, like, um, one boss. And then when you kill them, you get, like, a special head skin. Thus, it's called Headhunter. Okay. So this is at least one run of the Bloody Harvest in this is, like, even shorter than that. You could probably get through it in, like, half an hour. Um, Mm. And then, again, the idea is that you you do it multiple times over, so um, that might be what people are complaining about, but...
0: Yeah, I mean it's a common practice for like holiday events is that yeah. they give you something to do, but you're supposed to do it over and over and over again to get all the rewards. And it, mm-hmm. when you look at it objectively, it's it's a very shallow experience because it's not a lot of content, but you just have to do it over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can understand that. Tons of
2: fun, but at the very least, it's like it's like free. It's not. This isn't a yeah. paid for thing. So. Um I don't know, I've enjoyed it. I got 3 legendaries in my first run. I actually um after I defeated the boss, I was like looting the sort of surrounding area. There's like pumpkins you can smash and um they can have stuff in them sometimes. Um and I was like exploring like the sort of ledge of a cliff and there were mm-hmm. like pots and stuff you could break and I was like I oh, wouldn't it be horrible if I like broke one of these Like a legendary came out and it fell over the edge And then it caught to two <laughs> minutes later And that's exactly what happened <laughs> Oh no um, And I, I, I Couldn't grab it in time and my inventory was full So even if I tried oh. to Pick it up I wouldn't have been able to so I just Very sadly looked over The cliff and was like are you freaking <laughs> are you Kidding me <laughs> There's
0: one thing I appreciate in Destiny too is that if your inventory is full It will just send the item To like your mailbox Yeah it won't just sit there and like languish.
2: Yeah, but um, I was hoping that maybe so there's like this um there's this system where if you don't pick up uh, loot that's blue quality or higher, it'll actually get sent to the your the ship, and you can pick it up. Um, oh, good. And I was I didn't know because that that actually can get full. You can have up a max. Uh, there's a max of 12 slots. Okay. Uh, you can oh, you can like no. upgrade it to hold more, um, mm. to hold more loot. But I was I was pretty sure it was full. But I, I I went up and like I was desperately trying to like pick up all the like rare and epics that I could that I left behind. Because um, mm. it'll it'll only pick up stuff that you haven't touched yet. So like if you pick it up and put it back down it won't it won't send it up. It's only if you haven't Not like yet. wrapped it yet. So I was trying to like just touch all these guns and just try and get the legendary up there, but um, I w- I was worried it wouldn't happen. But luckily I think I think there's this, a system in place where it'll always take the rare stuff. So like my so like the the lost loot uh, box, which is what it's called, I think it was. It was full with like blues, but since I had, since I had that legendary drop, it like pushed one of the blues out since it's uh, better. So I, I did wind up getting it, hmm. but oh, there you yeah. Go. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it for me.
0: Sounds like a fun week, though.
2: <laughs> you
0: yeah. know, Two, Borderlands three, Destiny two, Outer Worlds one, yeah, the whole yeah. package there. Um, David, how was your week?
1: Well, I definitely can't compete with Tim. <laughs> <laughs> that's so much uh, I've done
2: in one of these. Podcasts. Yeah, no, mm.
1: that I'm, you know, that's great. You know, it's great that you've, they've got so much in. Um, before I get into the Outer Worlds, and I talk for like ten minutes, uh, I. I did watch My Hero Academia. I did catch up with that. Great. You know, um, I, it's, it's great. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Not much else to say. Only three three episodes in. It's supposed to be, I think, 24 this season. So great. If you haven't seen My Hero Academia, you should. Because it's a really great shonen anime. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. The Outer Worlds. I reviewed the game for uh, King Gamer it took me a while and um i played during the night many times and i you know um <laughs> at the behest of my sleep but uh i got it done and it was around 30 hours um maybe a little more than that that i it took to beat it so it's not really that long it's not a very dense rpg um, Does it have like an? I mean, it is dense, but it, it's, it's not it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's really re- re- replayable. Um, okay. I only played one playthrough at it's all I had a time for. Um, but one is like thirty hours because it's so replayable because it's impossible to fit everything in one playthrough. It's just there's just so much. Um, there's no like traditional bad routes or good routes. It's just kind of like you know you you kind of it's very tailored depending on the moment. So um, you could choose like the obviously good option or the obviously bad one, or you could choose an option that's completely idiotic. Uh, you know, it, it just it depends on how you're feeling at the moment. So you could choose to, to, um, do, you know, one where it's entirely good or entirely bad. I tried to like mix it up a little bit. So I had access to some areas that weren't really, ac- you know, accessible n- normally. Um, but most of the time I, that was only like one or two cases. Most of the time it was just, you know, um, Straight up, uh, it, it was just it, what normal people have access to, like the towns and um, the the uh, what did they call it, the, the open areas in the, in the wild. So uh,
2: yeah, me, I, I like Let me the ask game. you this real quick.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Concerning the morality system, A is there like a morality alignment bar, and B are there certain like unlocks when you reach certain thresholds with that morality bar, like? I'm 75% good, so I get this no. effect or something like that.
1: No. It, there's a reputation. Mode. Okay. Um, so,
0: not a
2: reputation. Because that's. Far?
1: No, it's it's just, just reputation. So, like, you could accrue a certain type of reputation for being, like, a killer. And that, that kind of spreads across the galaxy. So, as mentioned before, when Tim was talking. Like, you could kill, you could just go to a town and just kill everybody, and then you're going to get a reputation of like an outlaw. So, they're going to, you know, when you go to another planet, they're going to look at you differently than if you went to one town and, and just were very, you know, you were very amicable with people. It just, um, there's no traditional right or wrong, so there's no, there's no like morality meter like in Fallout. Is it? Well, Fallout 3 had one, right? Uh.
0: Right. It had like Karma, I think it was called.
1: Yeah, Karma. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Karma. This one's <laughs> much more like. Um, I think New Vegas had Reputation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, I think it this might also had Karma.
1: I'm not sure. I think this is much more like New yeah, Vegas. It like it's it's it, it Reputation. It had both. Okay. Yeah, so it doesn't have
0: Karma, but it has Reputation. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, like in the <clears throat> when they introduced Morality, system, I think it was. The earliest one I could think of was uh, Knights of the Old Republic. The whole light yeah. side, dark side thing. Uh, when mm-hmm. they introduced the whole morality system, along with like good and bad options, they tied certain like effects. Like, For example, in KOTOR, if you were all light side, you got certain force powers that you couldn't get if you were even a little bit dark side. Mm-hmm. So like, it behooved you to not act in a way that your character or you might act but to just always pick the good or bad option, whichever path you're going for. Right. And um, right. Fable did this, and Mass Effect did this. I think Dragon Age did this, and mm-hmm. it kind of—I never realized how bad of a design that is until I played um, uh, Witcher, one of the Witcher games, where mm-hmm. there are <clears throat> uh, choices that have ramifications, but there's no morality bar, and there's no benefits outside of like the immediate like. I did this thing for this person so I get this, you know, reward. Mm-hmm. But nothing yeah. was ever locked as far as I can remember behind a certain choice, but it would affect the future outcomes of things. And it wasn't yeah. until I was unchained from that whole morality bar thing I was like, Oh, okay, that thing was restrictive. I didn't like that. Yeah. So to hear that I I'm not gonna I would if I were to play out of Worlds and I'm like I'm not gonna always choose the bad option, you know, on a yeah. case by case basis type of deal.
1: I mean, it, it's definitely interesting to go. Like, I, I know some other reviewers. They went like the really. They just try to do just straight up bad and straight up good, uh-huh. and like they like that obviously affected you know who they're going to be companions with, um, and you know how some of the the towns would look at them differently, and and like how many fights did we get into, um, but it, it didn't really affect like their skills. So like their um, their ability like. I think it's. I think it's also lockpick in in the outer worlds, like, like stuff like that. That's you know completely, um, uh, you know, devoid of morality. It didn't really affect them. Mm-hmm. So that that's great. That's yeah, that's the hear. great aspect of, of the game. Um, yeah, it, it's it's fantastic. Uh, I think it, it, it has a lot of. I know some people were saying that it it kind of like um doesn't really have an identity because it feels so much like. Um, like Fallout New Vegas, and I kind of differ, disagree because it, it has like a humor to it. Um, when I saw it at E three uh, in, in June, I thought the humor I didn't really get it. But mm-hmm. once you like get used to it after a while, you're like, okay, this, this, I get it. You know, it's it's lighthearted, doesn't really take itself too seriously. There are moments where it does take itself really seriously, but um, there are other moments where you know you feel like it, it, the game is just being silly for the sake of being silly, and I like that, you know, Um, because it's a video game, you know, it's not supposed to be this you know, uh uh, you know this amazing thing, so I like that, I like how it plays with itself uh, for lack of a better term uh some things, some negative things I had with it, uh like sometimes the enemies get too stale, like later in the game, you're fighting like the same enemies over and over again, and it's just Mm. Weird. Um, it, it's also like it's also not really that big of a game, um, so they're gonna you're gonna get to a point where you're, you're backtracking a lot for like side quests and stuff, and you're gonna feel like this is really cu- like annoying because the thing about it is that they did it in such a way. It's not an open world; it, it's kind of like a semi-open world. Um, so you're gonna go into like new sections, and there's always like a loading screen, and. Mm. You're gonna really feel like this is a really pain in the ass, um, especially again, like I, as I said later, like when you're when you're trying to wrap up like side quests and stuff like that. So um, there's that aspect of it that just feels like it wasn't really designed well from from that perspective, um, and also it just it doesn't like I said like it doesn't feel like you know like a triple A first party game. It feels more like uh like it is like a triple A, but it's Almost a double A, like it it just doesn't. It's in that middle ground. It feels more like a triple A for for sure, because the level of intricacy with like the companions, with the weapons, with the mods, and all that stuff. Like for sure, it's it it definitely feels like a New Vegas right there. But like in terms of the world and that design, it just doesn't feel very substantial enough to call it a double a triple A. So it's kind of like Control. Um, I didn't play Control, but from what I heard, it just isn't, it's kind of like, a, you know, it, it isn't as as expansive as, you know, um, uh, let me think of a, like, you know, like like The Witcher 3 or something like that. You know, it, it just isn't mm-hmm. that type of game. So go into that with those types of expectations and, and you'll you're come to really like The Outer Worlds, um, especially since, you know, uh, there are really no other good RPGs I can think of in recent memory that uh that have been have, have, that have come out in 2019. Um uh, can you think of any? Sean or Tim? Oh, Borderlands good. 3, I guess, right? But um uh, aside from that, I think that's that's it. Really? That's right? Good
0: RPGs that came out yeah, this
1: year? Yeah. Great RPGs that have come out uh, this year. And Sekiro, Sekiro, right? And
0: did that come out this year? Oh my god.
1: That came out this
0: year, yeah. Oh my god! This this year won't end. Um, yeah. N- Indivisible, I'd say. Well, my um, thoughts on Indivisible were mil- well made last Wolfenstein week. Wolfenstein Young Blood,
2: uh, right?
0: Wow! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great game. Perfect game. I haven't played it. From what I understand, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Indivisible is neither great nor totally an RPG, so it's it's hard to say, but.
1: Yeah, like in terms of like straight up RPG, like Fallout in that vein, like this is this is really, you know, I'd say like this is the only really the best thing you've got to play right now. So um, until you know Cyberpunk comes out, so Anthem
0: came out this year.
1: Oh God, yeah, that feels like
0: last year. Well, Fire Emblem Three Houses is an RPG.
1: Oh, there you go. Okay, okay, Um, but 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 um, The Outer Worlds on Switch isn't. It, the Outer Worlds hasn't come out on Switch yet. It'll come out in a couple of months, I think. Right. Um, so for PS4 and Xbox One and PC players, go go try Outer Worlds. I get it. I gave it a nine out of ten. You can find my full review on Keen Gamer. It's it's a great game. Like I, I really have no too many qualms with it. it it's just you know, um, it's fantastic and it deserves to be played. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, Obsidian does with the funding from Microsoft, now that it's a first-party studio, uh, I think it's going to be, a, like, an actual, um, more expansive game, and it's going to have more planets and more things to do. So, yeah. You can try it hungry. out on, like,
2: mm-hmm. Xbox Game Pass for, like, five bucks a or dollar. something. dollar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's yeah. totally worth it.
1: For, like, no money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
0: So that's about it okay. for me. Oh, uh, that's uh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... As for me, uh, I watched a lot of horror movies. Most of them not worth mentioning or talking about. Like they're just kind of like okay, it's, it's mm-hmm. whatever. I watched one called Haunt, which came out on Shudder, and there's really not much to say about it. It's kind of like a a, a Saw type movie. Um, the weirdest thing about it was that the end credits had like a soft rock cover of Rob Zombie's Dracula, and I was like huh. what why this is a horror movie just use the original there's no reason to make this cover for this what it, it like I was listening to it, I'm like I know these lyrics what is this song and then she started singing about riding her Dracula. I'm like what the hell yeah. um other <laughs> horror movies of note um did yeah. I talk about Exorcist 3 last week you did, yeah. I did? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So another recommendation for this week. Exodus 3 is great. Um, I watched The Void. I watched that again, which is a great Lovecraftian time. It's not based on any Lovecraft works, but it's if you want a good Lovecraftian piece of media that's not just HP Lovecraft, check out The Void. Also, if you like great like monster effects like from The Thing, that's worth checking out. Um, is that
1: is that the one with they're in the hospital? Yes. Oh, I saw that movie. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that movie a while ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really uh, cool.
1: Good movie, yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. it's a
0: mix of Lovecraft and Hellraiser, I would say. I got Yeah big Hellraiser vibes at the end. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, definitely. <clears throat> Uh, I also watched this thing called the WNUF Halloween Special. It is a movie that is presented as if it is the VHS recording of a live holiday special that premiered on TV in like the 90s or something like that. And it is complete with fake commercials and a fake uh, news stories And it's all culminating to reach to the uh, Halloween special, which is this reporter decides to do a uh, ghost hunt in this house that was, like, home to, like, some gruesome murders. And he brings along these uh, two ghost hunters, this ghost hunter couple of... They're pretty much like uh, the Warrens from The Conjuring, uh, what they're based on. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's... It's interesting. It's not scary so much as it is just interesting in how they framed everything uh they went a little bit too hard on the commercial breaks it's like every two to three minutes of the commercial break and it's like uh, uh no 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 and all the commercials are usually new um if ever there's a repeated commercial like one nice touch is that whoever recorded it will actually fast forward through that commercial so you don't have to watch it again um so it's less a scary movie and more just an interesting look into how to frame a movie and, and present it. It's it's pretty neat. Um, I still got like a uh, like five or six days of more movies. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I might watch Halloween on Halloween, but that seems like a too easy. But I, I want to do more body horror stuff. That'd be cool. Uh, That that was was basically the movies I watched. Um, As for what I played, uh, the two games I primarily played were Destiny 2 and Overwatch. Uh, Destiny 2 is addictive, but I know it's not filling. It's basically fast food. I know it's not good for me. It's not very nutritious, but it feels great in the moment, I guess. Um, There you go. Going through the content of it, uh, shooting things, unlocking exotic weapons and Uh, armor—it's just neat to kind of like just play that game and go through different areas and stuff like that. Uh, But yeah, it's it's got problems. The the whole nickel and dime of every aspect of uh, customization, the fact that's how their their transmog system works the way it does, just it still upsets me. Um, they're going to be having their own Halloween event later in the week. uh, And based on what Tim said of Borderlands Three, it sounds like it's going to be kind of like Borderlands Three, where it's just a small linear level and you run it over and over and over again to earn enough fun time bucks. Yeah, Uh, Mm -hmm. that's that's the nature of the beast, you know. That's MMOs and that's looter shooters and that's live services for you. Yeah. Uh, I also played Overwatch Two, which. Overwatch
1: 2? Oh, no, over- I was going to say, I was no. like, wait. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I'm so used to playing games that are just sequels. I, I, it's weird to say just Overwatch. He got um, he got a
1: heads up. He
0: got Blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> he, got, he got an end with
1: Blizzard. Yeah.
0: Yeah, But uh, I played Overwatch. Uh, I was playing it because they were doing their Halloween event. And I love the spooky costumes they have. And I want to unlock them all and they're cool. This is the first time I've played Overwatch since they added the new role queue system. Which is where... If you want to um, queue up for competitive or quick play, you have to select tank, healer, or DPS ahead of time. And that way, it will create a team in which there are two people for each role. There's two tanks, two healers, and two DPS, which is fine. Um, the problem is that, like, if I'm in a situation in which there are t- our two DPS are terrible, like... They've decided to go Hanzo and Widowmaker and just completely drag down the team. I can't switch over to another DPS to help offset their crappy performance. I can't switch to a tank when one of our tanks is doing poorly. I can't switch off of whatever role I'm in. So it is limiting, limiting in that fashion. And so there is a problem with that too. You can still play the regular quick play before this where you can just... Anyone can pick whatever hero they want except it's like one hero per team. Um but playing that I was like, oh my god, yeah. The 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 role queue system is better because this wild wild west situation is a nightmare. It's terrible. For instant lock DPS, all snipers, none of them know how to play. Blizzard's matchmaking for Overwatch is garbage. Absolutely garbage. Um another problem with the uh, the new roll queue change is that you now have two versions of quick play, so it has divided up the community, your, your player pool, uh, between those two. So queue times are a lot longer, uh, especially for role queue, because if you decide to play DPS, well, you're going to be sitting there for like five minutes before you get a game, which is ridiculous. Um, overall, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep playing it, but the problem is Overwatch, even with all these problems that Blizzard puts into it, the main problem is the community. The community sucks. It sucks so bad. They're they're so stupid. They spout memes all the time. They do stupid things. They're toxic. They're not. They're not team oriented.
2: It's awful. So it's been a problem for a while, like the toxicity. It right? has been.
0: Yeah, the toxicity used to be a lot worse in a way. It was a lot more open, but the toxicity still exists uh, simply because like. They did this thing where if you type GG easy, which pissed a lot of people off, uh, it um, goes through, like, a word filter over and, like, puts in a new, like, phrase that makes you look stupid. But that doesn't deter anybody from typing that. And you know they've typed GG easy because that phrase pops up. And you're like, okay. Okay, that's annoying. And... People are just a little bit more subtle with their toxicity now. So, it it hasn't been solved. It's just been swept under the rug. But that, it still stinks. So, really looking forward to the day in which Overwatch 2 is announced. And we just get a PvE game. And I don't have to go back to this. Yeah, Yeah. But, mm. that was basically my week. I wish I could remember more of the horror movies I watched. Uh... I know I watched The Guest, which is really cool, which is a really fun movie. It's basically horror, Home Alone. And I watched Take Shelter, starring Michael Shannon. It was very slow and not all that interesting, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, That that was basically my week. (laughs) Moving on, we will now talk about our news stories of the week. Uh, Let's start with the one everyone's talking about. And what everyone wants to hear us talk about, Fallout 76 is getting a paid subscription service called Fallout First. It offers private worlds and unlimited stash. So, Fallout 76, which is a paid game, by the way, has now offered people a subscription model. You can either pay, I believe it's $12 or $13 a month, or you can pay $100 for the full year and save some money. What a bargain. Uh, The benefits you get when you are a subscription member. Private worlds. So you can play in a world where there aren't other people. You can just play by yourself, play with your friends. You control who comes and goes. Uh, Unlimited storage for crafting components. So no more having like, ah, I have 100 scrap and I can't, I have more in my my bag. I want to put it in, but I can't. Uh, Survival tents. Which is a placeable fast travel point. Uh, every month you get 1,650 atoms, which is their end game currency. Also, 1650 is a weird number they came up with. I believe 1650 equates to sixteen dollars and fifty cents. I, I don't remember what the exchange rate is between dollars and atoms. Uh, but you get free atoms to be used in the atomic shop. You get a ranger armor outfit. An iconic Fallout outfit exclusively for members. This, by the way, is the the outfit uh, you see on the cover of Fallout New Vegas. That really cool guy. The one that is like the best armor in all the Fallout series, uh, looks-wise. You have to pay for that. Um, and unique icons and emotes, available only to members. Um... There, this story has developed beyond that, but let's talk first just about the initial impressions of the subscription service. Uh, Tim, what do you make of this?
2: This is like... It's so baffling that <laughs> they would do this. And it's like... Fallout 76 is this weird, crazy train. <clears throat> this weird, crazy train that's been going on for like... Literally almost a year now, and there keeps being stuff in the news about it. Somehow, somehow, this train just keeps
0: crashing into a wall, and you're like, "Okay, well that's it. It's derailed." (laughs) But it keeps everything's fine.
2: They they just pick up the pieces, just (laughs) scrap it together on the on the track again. It's like, "Okay, we're all fine." We lost like it was already like half a train to begin with, and now we've lost like more of it. But it's still moving somehow but like so this okay so we talked about the outer worlds Uh and this is kind of a good little just point of comparison here that you can pay like I mean you have to buy the game up front like Fallout 76 up front and I think now it's like 20 bucks or something
0: I'm sure you they can get discounted it it a lot in like a bargain bin for fifty cents <laughs> or something like that. like they'll pay you to take it off their hands,
2: yeah, um, and then on top of that, having to like pay for this service, I mean like fifteen bucks a month if you go with that, and it's like it's just <laughs> it's just no contest. It's, in terms of, like, what you're getting.
0: Someone suggested to me that they announce the subscription service when they did in hopes of drawing attention away from the Outer Worlds. As if to say, well, if we release this oh. now, people will play Fallout 7 instead of the Outer Worlds. Some sort of spiteful move. It's like, boy, was that the wrong move.
2: Yeah, they... Yeah, they failed. <laughs> <laughs> like... It's just it's just crazy. Like, you can you can I mean you can buy Xbox Game Pass for less, and get like a ton of games, including the Outer Worlds. Yeah, which is it's a complete game with with features and mechanics and like things to Quality. do, and it's not like broken. Yeah. And it's made by the people who made what is considered to be the best follow game in the franchise, New Vegas. And it's just I they they really they really owed it to the people who somehow are still playing this to like add these features. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Why don't you um why don't you pay us for uh for this stuff? That's the most baffling you know? thing.
0: Some of these things are fixes and some of them are features people have been begging for and they're like Yeah, we're finally gonna do it. Pay us.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it, then um and then some of the some of them some of these features weren't even working properly. Right? right? Like um the
1: stash the private worlds right?
2: weren't private. Yeah, the stashes yeah. were like being deleted, I think.
0: Yeah. And
2: it's yeah. like Golly, geez, what's the matter with you guys? Who <laughs> I'll who's go making and, decisions and over there?
0: Bring that up. Um, yeah, people are reporting that this subscription service does not work. This service that supposedly fixes a lot of the mistakes and bugs has its own mistakes and bugs. Uh, first of all, the private worlds aren't actually private. Uh, if you have any friends on your friends list, they can just join in as they whenever they want, which. Okay, they're on your friends list, fine. But if you have a very large friends list, you're going to be in a popular world nonstop. Uh, they said you know, if you're, if you're role-playing as a merchant, you have a big friends list, which I, I, don't, I don't know how that works. What's the, what's the, the link between role-playing and a big friends list as a merchant? But they said that's a problem. Uh, they also said that some of these private worlds aren't newly created. People assume that when they create a private server, they get a fresh world, and yet people are finding that there are dead yeah. NPCs and looted areas. Right. Um, a very damaging one is like, yeah, you have unlimited space for your scrap now. It's like, okay, great. Their stuff got deleted for some <laughs> reason. Like their, their scrap, just everything got deleted, <laughs> and it's like, what the hell? What <laughs> the hell is going on? And. I read somewhere, I forget where it was, someone said the reason they don't have unlimited storage is because the more stuff that people have, the more items they have, the more taxing it is on the um, server. And people tested this by saying that when they played on a world, they would start playing on a world, there would be like eight people there, right? And it would run, it would run sluggishly, it was terrible, it was laggy but as they continued playing and people started leaving the server and there's like one or two people left they found that performance was a lot better because those inventories are now gone
2: so the less people you play with in this multiplayer game the better the better <laughs> it
0: of course it is the travesty i mean it is an it is like looking at this story is like watching a so bad it's good movie like Troll 2 or The Room the first time you watch either of those movies you're just baffled yeah. you're not really laughing at what's happening you're just like how is this happening yeah how how is this going on and yeah I can laugh at Follow 76's train wreck over and over but with each new fuck up it's like how did you do that yeah and this move is one of the most tone deaf things I've ever seen. Uh, David, do you have any thoughts on this? I have many thoughts about it, but
1: <laughs> for the sake of uh, of brevity, like I, I mean I won't go over what Tim went over, but it, it just I think I saw an angry angry Joe video about it and he said something mm-hmm. along the lines of he pointed out something that I didn't think about. What is Bethesda what is Bethesda doing? You know what do they have this year? They they had the Wolfenstein game right, which sucked, and it probably sold poorly, yeah. right? They had Doom Eternal mm-hmm. that got pushed back till next
0: year. What else have they got? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Uh, I'll have you know they came out with Elder Scrolls Blades on the Switch. Oh yeah, so uh-huh. sure. I, I mean that that's keeping the lights on. Let me tell you, that's a...
1: <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But you know like it, that that's it. And and I think they're they're really banking on Doom Eternal, you know the the next um, uh, what is it Starfield isn't coming out until, who knows, who knows? when, the El- next Elder Scrolls Sorry. isn't coming out until, you know we're Even we're all fifty, yeah. so like <laughs> you know like it, it, they they're in a tough spot, and none of their studios are producing anything. Do you think that the the new IPs from um, from uh, their their other studios are going to do anything from the Dishonored devs and from uh, uh, oh, no what's oh. what's his face uh, Shinji Mikami you think those those games are going to they're going to help them no it's they're not I'm sorry they're not so like they they yeah they might be somewhat successful but they're
0: not going to they're not going to carry repair Bethesda's reputation they're not
1: going to they're not going to make as much money as Fallout or Skyrim no. or, or an Elder Scrolls game. Let's face no, it. no, no! You're right. You know, so like, yeah. they're in a tough spot and they don't know what to do, and and this was them trying to to, to recoup some of the money and, and kind of push it, you know, do it very stealthily and not make a big deal out it. But of course, you know, this is it's just it's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. Who? What? What are they? You know, they they couldn't P. Hines and and the executives at, at, at Bethesda they couldn't have. Thought of, they couldn't have seen this and thought it was a good idea, you know. And then the other thing about it is, if you actually read the thing, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it isn't worded right. It just there, are, there are moments, and I think Anchor pointed this out too. Um, but I read it myself, and you know, there, there, there are lines in there that says that say things like "you deserve it" or like um, "treat yourself" or, or something like that, and it's kind of like. That's so weird. Nobody writes that way anymore. Like if you're writing a a, a, a press release or you're writing about uh you know, um try, getting somebody to to talk about your product, you don't you don't write that way, you know. That's so unprofessional.
0: And it, it's it's That makes me think of uh, yeah. I'll get emails from Grubhub like little um reminders that they exist. Yeah. And sometimes their email titles are so accusatory yeah. like you're thinking about food aren't you and you don't want to go out today yeah <laughs> who wants to cook it's so tired well, it's like what's happening
1: it, it's a that's a different industry you know like it's it's about food and beverage so it's like okay food and beverage is about indulgence right it's about kind of like yeah. you know you're you're treating yourself where so i I can kind of get it but in terms of 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 video games it, it's it's much more intricate you know it isn't about like oh, you deserve it, you know, treat yourself with this, you know, these tents, you know, fast travel tents or whatever the fuck, you know, like, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And then that's not to mention the fact that the domain name was, was they didn't register the, yeah. the domain name for Fallout First, <laughs> yeah. which led to the fact that, uh, which led to, a, a, a you know, a begrudged fan, um, you know, getting the domain for himself and then calling it Fallout Fuck You First. And that you know you can look it up right <laughs> now, and it's still up. Yeah. Uh, from last time I checked, from I think it was yesterday or two days ago, it's still up, and it really gets all yeah, the spe- all the all the PR speak that was from there, and it just it just you know it, it makes a mockery of Bethesda and and and, um, and what is what is the the developer behind Fallout 76, Bethesda, right? Bethesda's game Bethesda, st- yeah. yeah. So yeah, like yeah. it just makes a mockery out of it all and um i really can you blame them i mean honestly like they were so like who would do this who would do this honestly like who in their right mind would say would think it's a good idea the most insulting game of last year you know you you come out again it's like it's like you didn't listen to what anybody said you know you're you're coming out yeah telling telling people that you know they need to indulge themselves and the shittiest, arguably the shittiest game of 2018. By revisiting the tw- the shittiest game of 2018, and spending up to fourteen, thirteen dollars a month, a hundred dollars a year, and then and then the good, the best part of it all is is that you have people who are defending this thing, Tell, saying That's things, saying, saying, oh well, you know, it's my choice, it's my money. Okay, I understand that argument, but at the same point, But don't act like it's a quality. You can make game. a better yeah. choice. Yeah. <laughs>
2: There's yeah, better there options at, out there.
1: At the same point, don't don't tell me that you know what I'm saying right here, right now is is stupid. You know, or or, or typing, you yes. know, saying that that um, you know, I'm not, I'm not. there the argument is that they're not, you know, no positivity against the about the game or whatever. And it's like, how can you be positive about this game? Literally, everything there's about it is positive.
0: is is wrong. It's it's bad, and, and it's and it's in, w- insulting. You know, there's one positive, and it is that. It is an amusing train wreck.
1: Yeah, that's essentially that's it. You know, and and this is a PR nightmare. And I don't know. I mean, Bethesda just needs to stop until Doom Eternal comes out. Just stop.
0: Just stop. Don't do anything. Just yeah. stop. <laughs> Seriously, don't do anything. Here's the problem, like, and this is what a lot of companies will do when they're floundering and they they don't have, they're not getting the money return that they wanted for this particular thing. They will start rather than trying to attract new customers, they will just try to exploit the customers they still have. Yeah. And that's what Bethesda's doing. They're like, well, we're not getting any new people to play Fallout 76. So let's just go ahead and try to get as much money as we can from the players we still have. Which is... Yeah. It's exploitative. Like, those who don't, who have the sensibility to be like, this is bad, I'm not doing this and decided to buy the subscription like oh yeah i'm going to do this those people are being exploited mm-hmm. they got stockholm syndrome i don't know what's going on they're,
1: they're banking on the whales you know they they're just banking they're on the banking whales they're banking on the whales and yeah. and it, it is insulting you know because you know they they've got they know that they have whales you know if if these people have stuck with Fallout 76 this long then they must be the the, the same people that are most most likely to spend 100 dollars a year on this shitty ass game they know that you know they're not stupid yeah. in that regard. I, I just, I just feel like it, even so, it's very insulting. You know, to someone that's you're not going to attract people who aren't whales into playing your game. You could do you could do something like along the lines of, hey, we know we sh- we, we put out this shitty ass game unfinished last year. This is our apology as a, as a first year anniversary. Let's let's give Fallout First to to um, everyone who bought the game you know last year. You can get Fallout First for free, you know, and and we're offering the Fallout First to newcomers, a limited time, you know, five dollars a month or whatever, you know, right. That right, would have right. been th- for Try private s- for pri- some FOMO for, for private servers, you know, like some something like that, you know. They could have done they, it's just sensible, it just makes sense, you know. Here's, I just don't. Here's what understand.
0: they'd have to do: yeah. they they can't exploit their current base for more money. They, they're probably going to – they're successfully doing that, I'm sure. I'm sure there are people out there who bought the $100 a, a year subscription and they've paid – they had that recently, that story about that guy who has spent over $100,000 on some Terminator phone game. Yeah. So whales do exist and whales spend a lot of money. Uh, what they should be doing is a goodwill gesture, which is to say, yeah. like, okay, everybody – Fallout 76 is now free to play. Yeah. Uh, Those of you who have already purchased it, you are going to get uh, this bonus, this you know uh, loyalty bonus or something. Dude, I can't even believe this isn't
1: free to play yet. Yeah, I I can't even believe it. That's just crazy to me.
0: Oh my god. I think the thing that Fallout 76 best demonstrates is that Bethesda is a terrible developer. And the only reason games like Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 and the Elder Scrolls games were so popular was because they can be modded. All those bugs they ship with, all those mistakes, uh, they can be modded out by the community. And I've always felt like that was Bethesda's mentality. was like, we don't have to make a complete game because the community is going to complete it for us. But the problem is with Fallout 76, you can't mod it as far as I know. It's an online game. They want mm-hmm. you and they're not going to let you mod in your own custom armors because they want you to buy their armors. If you can make whatever armor you want, you have yeah. no reason to buy theirs. So you know? so people are afraid
1: that this Fallout first thing is going to be um they're going to gate mods to Fallout first members only. Uh. Because mm-hmm. they 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 say uh. that this is like the first I don't know. Like this is just like the first step, and then when I mean, it's believable to be honest. What they did with Fallout Four, you know, with the paid mods there, and they—I think it was oh. on the on their workshop, right? It was it was gated to their to their workshop from the get-go. Yeah, and then they changed it?
0: Skyrim, yeah, Skyrim has like um, you can mod it normally, and they also have the paid mods, which are like mods that Bethesda made, and they're all terrible. Yeah, like put a top hat on a mud crab. It's like, no, I'm going to dress up like Master Chief and go shoot Thomas the Tank Engine. Leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's Bethesda ha, is so tone deaf. It is insane. This, these missteps have now <laughs> taken them from, oh, they're making some stupid mistakes. To are they doing this on purpose? Like, are we in a producers' type of situation where they're trying to make it a failure because if they make it a failure, they'll get a lot of money, and 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 Fallout 76 is not enough of a failure yet, so they're trying to kill it. They're trying to kill it as much as they can in order to get some benefit from that. It just nothing makes sense. I mean, from a business perspective,
1: like you would think that you would want this game. You would you would want to you know if you if you're banking all your eggs on putting all your eggs in one basket on this fucking game. Then you would then you would try to attract as many people as possible in order to continue the ecosystem, and then eventually, you know, you actually build a community around it if you want it to sustain, have life, you know, a couple of years from now. But it doesn't even seem that they want that. I, I, I don't even know. Like this isn't the way that you that you would do that. Just banking it on it's whales because whales are, you know, they they're, they're yeah. in every game, but like that, you know, they they spend a lot of money and and. They're not gonna. They're not. They can't be your only source of revenue. You know, you're gonna. You're gonna have to eventually reach out to new people because there's only so much money that whales have. So I, I just. I don't yeah.
0: understand. I just doesn't make it's sense to me. My best guess, and this is the only scenario in which that makes sense to me at this point, is that when Bethesda was formed, somebody made a deal with the devil to have <laughs> a super successful game studio, and. They got they got their wish, and it has now reached the point where the devil is twisting it, and is now causing a huge collapse. Like you're going to be very successful, great, but you're also going to have a humongous crash that's so big it will eclipse all the success you ever had. Yeah, you know, just sort of monkey's paw that whole situation, and yeah. it's just like, oh my god, this is, and it's Bethesda. Like if you had told me back in like the Oblivion days, yeah. That Bethesda would become this, I wouldn't believe you. Mm-hmm.
2: The apocalypse is on the horizon. <laughs> it's coming. I mean, really, exactly.
1: you, we have like we only have a couple of good art, you know, Western RPG developers now. I mean, we have Obsidian, yeah. we have uh, CD, CD Project Red, and then question um, mark Larian, was, the guys Larian Studios, a, okay, Divinity.
0: Uh, and that's about it as far as that's can, it. off the top of my head.
1: You know, like, it, it's, it's sad. It's really sad. It's depressing. Yeah. That this would oh. happen to Bethesda, like, Bioware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't
0: oh. I can't say that. <laughs> that's another one that hurts because Bioware is another one's like, oh, that makes us great games, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, one failure after another.
1: Oh my God! I, you know, you, we brought up before about about Anthem. You know, that came out this year, and fuck, man, that's a really tough one. Oh my God, oh, With Andromeda it's, and now Anthem and. Oh uh, my God. Yeah, we it's, just lost them, man. Dragon H four. Ugh, I don't know, man. I don't mm. know. So that's yes. it. That's all
0: we've got. You know, like we've all. But, yeah. but that's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's I, the worst I because um, their studios are near where I live, and I was like, if yeah. I could ever work at a game studio, that'd be one I could like easily get to. Mm-hmm. Like I've driven by the Zenimax Studios building. Yeah. And Bethesda oh, cool. is like 10 minutes away from that, or something like that. Cool. Um,
2: You're within but, arm's reach of the <laughs> man, Todd Howard himself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me
0: lies. Tell me lies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, my God.
0: And But it's like now I would never want to work there because it's. Oh, my God. Why would I jump onto that sinking ship despite how big it is? Yeah. Oh. Terrible. Oh, boy. This is just. Bethesda, I don't know what you had so much goodwill stored up, thanks to the Fallout series, thanks to like Fallout Three and a little bit Four, and the Elder Scrolls series especially. You had so much goodwill pent up, and you have just been burning through it at an alarming rate. Like I want to call Todd Howard, I'm like Todd, is everything okay? Yeah. Like what's going on, man? You're you're acting erratically. What's you want? You want to just you know have a, a chat session? Just, so just shoot the shit. realistically speaking do you
1: I mean I think Bioware is is, is kind of rap honestly I, I don't think they're gonna
0: I would but, say Bioware is dead simply because it's owned by EA yeah EA's not gonna let them live after these failures yeah, yeah. but Bioware, what about, if they're on their own they might be able to keep scraping by mm-hmm. but EA's not gonna let them what so what about Bethesda I mean
1: like do you really do you realize? Uh, I mean I think they're gonna you know they're gonna be around for a while wow. longer but like Obviously, they're a publisher too, right? But like, yeah. How would you? I think they're going to make. How do you think they're going to turn it around? It's what I'm trying to say.
0: Oh, they won't. <laughs> this this stink will not wash off. Now they might have more successes, and they have uh, things like Machine Head and Id Software and the people working on that um, uh, that uh, Japanese horror game. I forget what it's called. Uh, Shin- Shinji Mikami's uh, studio. I don't know I don't even know. Tango, yeah. Tango, Tango! GameWorks. Um, so they have all of them making good games, yeah. so they're going to get money, but they their games aren't cheap to make. Bethesda, yeah. Even even as they put them out in a, in a shoddy, broken state, they're not cheap to make. So they need massive success to uh, validate the production costs. And so I think the final nail. Can only be driven in once Elder Scrolls Six comes out, yeah. and if that turns out to be a failure, likely due to their own incompetence by putting in a microtransactions store, removing all RPG elements, not allowing modding. Yeah. Basically, it basically if they don't allow modding, that will kill it. Dude, that that it, will kill it. It needs to not have bugs either. I'm
1: I'm tired of the shit. You know, like, like no, it's unacceptable. Obsidian, like the Outer Worlds, it, it's real. It's bug free. I mean, there are a couple bugs, but like, it's relatively bug free. It's really well polished, and it's just unacceptable at this point. I mean, come on, this is this is twenty nineteen. Look at, they got
2: sixteen times detail, <laughs> whatever that means. Sixteen times detail. Uh,
0: you look at like. <laughs> Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah. For a while, Assassin's Creed were released in a very buggy state. They were unplayable. A lot of visual bugs and glitches, and it was terrible. And then they just they took a year off, and they came out with, I think, Origins was Origins, the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They came out with that, and as far as I know, it was a massive improvement in both gameplay, yep. content, and... Lack of bugs. I don't don't remember seeing anything about like, oh, here are all the list of origin bugs kind of deal. They got their act together. Ubisoft got their act together. Uh, They started changing the formula around. They said, you know what? It's not working. It's not working as much anymore. And I think it's worked to their benefit. Uh, I think the Assassin's Creed series is now better than ever. Mm -hmm. But Bethesda, I think, are just doubling down. They just keep doing stupid stuff. It's... Baffling. Baffling. Um let's move on. We spent thirty minutes ragging yeah. on Bethesda because yeah. honestly we could spend two hours ragging yeah. on Bethesda.
2: They'll be in the news next week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Truly. Exactly.
0: Let's let's save some ammunition for when they're in the news next week. <laughs> oh boy. Just for those curious, people were told to go were paid to go to a Terminator 2 showing at like a, a movie theater. Like it's gonna be like re release in theaters and instead of watching terminator 2 they watched terminator dark fate the newest terminator movie which i think huh. is like the fourth attempt at a third terminator movie and some of the tweets said oh yeah this is like a really good you know this is a good movie i would be pissed if i went to go see terminator 2 one of my favorite movies and i was shown terminator dark fate i would be livid this is not a fun treat this is a this is a this is a bamboozle and I won't stand
1: for it. Some shitty ass. I don't want to see some shitty ass 2019 movie. <laughs> Take me back.
0: <laughs> Take me back, god damn it. I need to see Edward Furlong when he was a child and exactly. he had hope in a the future. <laughs> There's one tweet someone put out. This is like, Terminator Dark Fate shows that Arnold Schwarzenegger was not the key to the series. It's uh, Linda Hamilton. I'm like, bullshit. Linda Hamilton is, a, is an important part of the series, yes. But to say Arnold Schwarzenegger is not the key to its success, fuck off. Yeah. Anyway. Um. <laughs> is there any interest, like, do you guys have anything to say about, like, Five Below opening up an eSports gaming center in their stores? You see, I don't even Just know what Five Below is. Weird. So, <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Five Below is, like, a Dollar Tree or, like, a 99-cent store. But it, everything is $5 or cheaper. Um. It appeals a lot to tweens and teens, a little bit younger, because everything's cheap. They can go in there with their allowances and get a lot of candy or some knickknacks or some like weird. Usually, like they, they sell a lot of decorations that like you'd see like in a in a uh, a girl's college dorm. Yeah. Like you saw, like like I'm gonna string garden lights all over my room, mm-hmm. and and it's, oh god, they they have a lot of stuff like that. It's a lot of cheap stuff. Um, they also sell books. They also they do sell video games, but it's like Xbox 360 video games, you know? Oh, because it has to be five dollars or cheaper. But anyway, uh, Five Below in Philadelphia is planning to open up esports gaming centers in their stores. These will consist of uh, a whole bunch of computers, gaming rigs, PC gaming rigs that will allow people to play on them for like a fee per hour or something like that. They, like five dollars an hour because five below um I, this is okay yeah yeah mm. it's i that's i can't imagine weird. i would want to go into a five below to buy some stuff and then there's a bunch of guys in the corner on computers screaming about uh spawn camping like yeah. i feel like that's going to drive customers away because i've seen the people who work at five below they don't give a shit Mm -hmm. That's apathy at its height. Apathy at its height. Also, Five Below has a big shoplifting problem. Because tweens and teens come in there a lot. There's a lot of small stuff. And if you steal it, it's not a big deal. It's a misdemeanor. So they always have security around there. And it sucks. Five Below is weird. Let's move on to um, somewhat of an uh, uplifting story. Joker becomes the highest grossing R-rated film ever. It uh, surpassed the movie Deadpool, as it was the previous uh, title holder. Uh, it is still... This is the international, internationally top grossing. Apparently, domestically, the highest grossing R-rated film is still The Passion of the Christ, which made $370 million in North America in 2004. Joker has made $259 million in the U.S. Uh, I don't see anywhere in the uh, article that they say it's been adjust, adjusted for inflation or anything like that, but... I mean, a lot of people report on this, so I, I assume that it it has been. So, Tim, have you seen Joker, and or do you are you surprised by this at all?
2: Uh, I have not seen Joker. Um, I, uh, I I don't know. Then, really surprised or not, either way. Um, I mean, I haven't really been tracking this movie myself, but um, weren't there like, I feel like, I feel like there was like some mild controversy about this movie or something. Was Um, there? let me just make that up.
0: Before it came out, some people were reporting that uh, this movie would support, would uh, sort of fan the flames of white supremacy and we live in this society type mentality and just a general like angry white boy shooting up a theater type thing. So there were some police presence I think they reported in some places. Um, Those who actually saw the movie saw that the movie was not about race at all. It was about class inequality and you know, the 99% versus the 1% type deal. Uh, it, It was not about, and mental health, a lot about mental health and how we treat our mentally ill. It wasn't about race at all. But people wanted to make it about that because it's clicky. People click that stuff. Uh, but, mm-hmm. no, there's no controversy around it right now.
2: Alright. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, getting... I mean, especially over beating Deadpool, that's that's a, mm-hmm. quite an accomplishment, I think. So, Yeah. Good it, it's approaching
0: 800 million. It could, I don't think it's going to hit a billion. It, it's slowed down enough that I don't think it's going to hit a billion, but Warner Brothers might do what Marvel did with, and re-release it in theaters in order to get that billion mark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David, did you have any thoughts on this news?
1: Uh,
0: Good Good for Warner Brothers. I mean, um,
1: yeah. it, I guess it's a superhero movie. I mean, it doesn't feel like one, right? But... Um, Superhero, no. Comic book, yes. Comic book, there you go. I'm sorry. Yeah, comic book movie. Um, so you know, it's not surprising uh, that uh, comic book movies are still really popular, and that um, one comic book movie surpassed another, <laughs> uh, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so I-, I think
0: that's somewhat indicative of the world we yeah, live in with movies now.
1: Yeah. You know, so doesn't surprise me very much. I'm uh happy to see that. DC actually accomplishing something for once oh, in their yeah. lives. Yeah. Um yeah,
0: good for them. <laughs> Undoubtedly what will happen is WB will take the success and try to uh replicate it over and over again. Like yeah. they did with The Dark Knight. You know, The Dark Knight came out and it was it did Gangbusters, went, swept the Academy Awards, made a ton of money. And so WB Warner Brothers try to make all of their DC movies like that, dark and gritty and real. And Joker is that too, but it doesn't feel like a Nolan movie. It is it it is a character study, first and foremost. Walking uh, Phoenix is on screen for like 95% of the movie. So this movie's success is 100% due to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the direction and the cinematography and all that stuff helped too, but it cannot be overstated how much he made that movie work. Yeah, and I think WB is going to try to replicate this. They're going to try to just rather than take the the lesson, which is, wow, we decided to take a chance and let a director and writer do what they wanted to do and, and just really be creative with it, and it worked out well. They're not going to take that lesson. They're going to like, oh, what people want is dark and gritty character studies. We're going to do more of those. So we're going to get more of those. So what's the next one? I could do you think? Oh, God. Um, I don't think they do a Batman villain again, but I would love to see a Lex Luthor movie. Oh, okay. Just explore his, his life from childhood. And if anyone's ever read, um, uh, Azarello's, uh, Man of, St- Luther, Man of Steel. It's great. It's a great example as to why Lex Luthor hates Superman. And the extents that he will go to in order to just make Superman's day a little bit worse—it's awesome. Hmm. Uh, what about what about? But there, there is no. Sh- what about
1: Mega uh, Flash, or whatever his name is, Shadow Shadow <laughs> Flash? <laughs> Flash. We go,
0: reverse Flash. There you go, Reverse. Of course, we, we gotta get
2: we gotta get Flash in there. <laughs> uh, of
0: course. Mega <laughs> Flash. <laughs> um, I would love to see more villains. Central movies, though. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think another good idea would be. um, I think we need a deeper dive on uh, one of the deepest characters, uh, the Condiment King.
1: (laughs) wow that's a good
2: one. Forgot about
0: that. Yes, let's get the Condiment King out there, everybody. (laughs) All right, Hollywood, stop being afraid to tell this story. The (laughs) world is ready for the Condiment King. Will
2: relish his story. Jesus.
0: All right, we're gonna move on before we do more puns because that's that's a that's a rabbit hole <laughs> I refuse to fall down into. Um, so those are our news stories for the week. Uh, let's move on to one that is a it's a very recent story. Like it was about four hours old when I saw it. A Epic is suing a Fortnite two tester who leaked out information about Chapter two. But there's no no Chapter two is the newest event of Fortnite. They did some big uh, ARG thing where the servers went down for a couple days and they had like a black hole or something like that. And now we're in Chapter 2. I don't know anything else about it besides that. Uh, however, Epic filed a lawsuit today in North Carolina court alleging that Ronald Sykes, known online as At Invisible Llama 9 leaked information about Fortnite's now revealed Chapter 2. So, what they're alleging is that Sykes was privy to some information. He was uh, he tested out these new features back in September, and then he tweeted out to some people, um, he's like, oh yeah, you'll be able to swim in the new, the new thing, and uh, there's this stuff and this stuff, and he, he re- leaked some of the information that was going to come out and spoiled some of the surprise. Now, Epic had him under an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, so he is in breach of that. Clearly, like, that's... Clear cut. Um, Epic is asking for an injunctive relief and maximum damages for Sykes breach of contract and misappropriation of trade secrets he learned while testing for the developer. Epic goes on to say, as a direct result of Sykes breach of his contractual obligations under his NDA, Epic has sustained and will continue to sustain damages in an amount to be determined. Which is to me is bullshit. There's not gonna be any sustained damages. There barely any initial damages, but that will be for the judge to decide. This brings us to our topic of the day, about leaks. Leaks happen a lot, especially around things like E three or before big events of like big live service games like Fortnite. Do leaks damage a game's momentum? Tim, do you have any thoughts about leaks in gaming and do you feel that leaks can hurt a game's momentum and hype?
2: Um I mean at least in this case as you mentioned he was on an NDA and he was instructed mm-hmm. not to I mean it, from from what I read here it seemed pretty willingly that he like leaked stuff. It wasn't like Oh yeah, there there's an accident
0: there's no doubt that he is in breach of contract. He broke the law by breaking this NDA. It, it, it's a matter of how much damages Epic is hoping to get. Because, mm. fuck you, Epic. You don't need any more money. Asking some kid for damaging money. Fuck off. <laughs> like the world forgot what Fortnite was because this kid leaked out some information. Go to hell. Anyway, you
2: was saying yeah, um I don't know I mean maybe it depends on on the game but and I don't I won't profess to know like the inner workings of like marketing strategies and how that affects um, attention and, and hype for your product but I mean I'm sure at least some of these companies like plan these things out and try to like optimize things in a way that's going to draw as much attention as possible um mm-hmm. so I could see I could see if like things like get out ahead of time and things take a weird turn like it maybe it messes up that plan and in a way that I again don't understand since I'm, I don't I I don't really know anything about like marketing in that way um, I mean on the other hand like you know when things when like little little tidbits of a game come out I feel like in another way that could maybe pique people's interest like oh that's cool I didn't know that mm-hmm. maybe I'll pay more attention to this so I feel like yeah. I don't know I, I feel like I could maybe go either way just depending on what the game is if like if it's something that's been highly anticipated then leaks could like stoke the flames of that even further
0: by the way i am looking at this um this document that they sent out the legally thing on like page 16 uh it shows a twitter chain that this guy made just to dispel any beliefs that he probably just said something, an offhanded comment. It, it was vague, and it wasn't really a leak. No, he gave an entire list of features that were going to come out. He has a picture of the new map. Like, this dude willingly and willfully put out this information. This wasn't a mistake. This wasn't like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. This was, he put time and effort into compiling this information and leaking it out, which is insane how stupid he is. He is 100% in the wrong. He should not have done this. Uh, I think Epic is being ridiculous by saying sustained damages. There's no sustained damages. No one's going to be like, well, I really don't feel like playing Fortnite anymore now that you know some information was like, I just can't t- trust Epic's security. I, I, I just don't want to play Fortnite anymore. No, I'm never going to do it. It's ridiculous, but this dude is clearly in the wrong. I just want to clear that up before we move on. David, uh, did you have any thoughts about leaks and specifically this story, if you want to talk about this story? But leaks in general, if you want.
1: I mean, you know, I, I kind of agree with Tim. Like sometimes leaks could work to a uh, to a game's advantage in the sense that um, you could build up hype for a game. I do think, it's, yeah. I I do think that, in the case of Fortnite, um, they, you know, obviously this is a multi-million dollar franchise, and you know, I mean, obviously, obviously he's wrong. You know, like he signed an NDA, he wasn't supposed to do that. He's wrong. Okay, legally, he's wrong. So that's that's uh, objectively like that's, you know, that's my opinion there. But um, in terms of. You know the the extent of, of punishing a player on on the leak. I mean I don't know it, it's an interesting I, I can't I can't say either you know um, because some it, it really depends on on who owns the property because it, it's really just a matter of um, if it isn't according to their plan and isn't according to what they control. Then they have every right to sue and to to, to pursue uh, legal, you know, uh, retribution at the highest extent. I, it's their right, you know. So I don't think it's a wrong. It, yeah, um, they their right. So I I don't know. Like I, it, it's not a good look for them, but it is their it's, right. It's not a good look, but it, 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 I mean, again, like I, I don't really see it as, as a as a right or wrong in in, in the sense that. Um, you know, they, I mean, it is a wrong, but, but I see it as more like, you know, they, when you're marketing something, you try to control it as much as you can. Obviously, you can't control everything, you can't control the entire messaging behind a, a campaign. Like, it's just, that's just the way it is. But you could do what you can to control, to control most of it. And when something like this goes awry and you had people sign an NDA and had them, you know, um, of stay in line with your plan, and then they go, they purposefully, you know, go against your plan. Then I think I'd be upset too. You know, I, 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 yeah. I think I, I tend to side with Epic in this case because it's like you agreed to be part of our plan and you purposely went out of your way to promote yourself by doing this leak. So we're gonna go against you and we're gonna try to, to, to get as much money as you as we can. You know, it is damaging. Um, it's damaging in the sense that it seems like they're endorsing this guy. It could seem like they're endorsing this guy. It could seem like they're, um, you know, that they 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 have a loose like loose lips. They have like um, it's really easy to infiltrate their 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 files or whatever. So it's damaging in that sense. Um, so I you know I I don't know like I don't know I, in this scenario hmm. I I tend to side with Epic a lot more than I tend to side with the leaker. So right. that's just me.
0: Um, I, I do agree that sometimes leaks can work in the favor of the game uh, because if someone sees um, new, Call of, new Call of Duty trailer, okay, fine. If they see new Call of Duty trailer leaked, yeah. they're like, oh, well, this might get taken down at a moment's notice. I'm curious to see what's leaked. What don't they want me to see? And people are going to click on that. Yeah. So I think even sometimes leaked Stuff is not actually leaked. It's the company, like, kind of doing like a little like, we're going to pretend we're leaking. This is getting leaked, but it's really our hands that's doing. Yeah, it, yeah, which yeah. is harmless, as far as I can tell. Like, it's it's a victimless thing. Uh, it's dishonest, but if we got on companies for every dishonest thing we they did, we we have no more time in the world. <laughs> um, but leaks for me aren't damaging to a game's brand. I think, at most, they just kind of spoil the fun. Mm-hmm. At most. Because when a company wants to release a trailer for their new game, and it's going to be bombastic, it's going to be interesting looking, it's got a lot of graphics flying at you, it's got gameplay footage, people are interested, or are engaged, and they might be more interested in the game. But when someone just comes out and gives you a bullet list of things that are going to come out on that game, it's like... It's not as exciting. People might kind of turn away from that. So, I think some companies could possibly claim some damages of lost sales, but I cannot imagine how they would prove that in any conceivable way that they could prove we lost sales because of this guy's actions. No, I can't. I can't
1: figure I, that out. I I, 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 can't. You know that 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 argument. I agree with you. Like, I don't. They, they're not going to lose sales off over it. Uh, but. What they might mm-hmm. lose is like um, reputation, and, and I think that's what they're suing mostly for. Is um, you know because yeah. they, they don't want to be associated with you know X Y Z you know YouTuber who has like three subscriber, subscribers. They don't want to be associated with that person because obviously he or she may not have a good you know he or she may not have a good history or maybe associated with something that they don't believe in. And so because of that, because they didn't endorse that, then they have every. That's what I'm. That's my argument. Is like that that could be like damaging in in that sense because i i don't you don't want you're forcibly associated with something you don't want to be associated with you know um so um. that 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 i don't you know that is why i i tend to side with epic more because it's like well that's my and that's not the sense that, that's not to say that it's not to mention the fact that they own this is what they own it's their thing and you didn't give them permission yeah. to 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 cover the game you didn't give them permission to do anything with it you know they're violating yeah. your trust with the NDA, but they're also violating your um you know, your jurisdiction over the product. You know? You're supposed to ask them. Sure. At the very least. <laughs> you know. I,
0: I I guess to me it's like if I were Epic, I would say, Okay, the leak sucks. That happened. But what what can you do? However, yeah. at the same time, I probably would pursue legal action because <laughs> If you just let it slide, you're basically saying this is something that can happen. Of and yeah. Anyone who's under an NDA from that point on, be like, well, you're not going to press charges if I break the NDA. Look, I did, and you didn't do anything. So, mm-hmm. I think at the very least, they have to set a precedent. Yeah, of course. And I think that's what they're doing. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah that, that however, it, you've got to be careful when doing stuff like that. Like back when like music pirating was a big thing, they would sue like fourteen year old kids and little old ladies for millions of dollars. <laughs> to make an example out of them. Yeah. And that was a bad look for those companies. It was a real bad look. And it, I don't think it solved anything, to be honest, either. is still going. Yeah. Uh, but leaks, for me, I, I think they don't damage Games Brand, they just kind of damage the fun of it. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. E3 rolls around, leaks come out in full force. And I do everything I can to avoid leaks. I don't. I don't want to know what's coming up. I want to have that surprise when the screen goes black and that game studio logo pops up that I really like. I'm like, oh, oh, what are they working on? And, and I hear some voice talking about some feature in a game, some world that I'm familiar with. I'm like, oh, they're making a sequel to this, or they're doing this game. That that's that's what I want to see. Like, for example, uh. Um, Christ, what is that? That game? That's uh, uh, a collaboration between From Software and George R. R. Martin. Uh, That? uh, 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 Elder,
1: Elder, Elden Ring. uh, Elden
0: Ring. Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Even before that came out, that was announced, there were leaks that From Software was working with George R. R. Martin on something. And the leaks happened so early that there was no way I could be like prepared to avoid spoilers about anything for E3. Uh, there like, was like weeks or months before this. So while I didn't hurt my enjoyment of the trailer, I think I would have enjoyed the trailer a lot more if while watching it I wasn't expecting to see George R. R. Martin's name pop up. I think that would have been a cool little surprise. To me, leaks are basically saying, well, when Christmas rolls around, don't bother wrapping the gifts, just give them to me, just drop off the Amazon boxes and leave me alone. Like, there's, there's no fun in it anymore. Yeah. And there, there's been a big debate uh, in video game journalism as to whether or not they should report on leaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a games journalist and you sign an NDA, you can't talk about this stuff. I've, I've signed a couple right. NDAs in the past. Um, there are game embargoes. So you can't talk about a game in any f- official capacity until that embargo is lifted. Yeah. Um, those exist, and you can't break those. That's not what I'm talking about. But when a games journalist hears about like some uh, Twitter user has leaked out some information and it seems credible, they have to ask themselves, do we want to report on this and spread the leak further? Or can we ignore it, but at the same time, ignore the journalistic obligation to report on things of the public interest? Yeah. Because that's... I didn't go to journalism school, but I did take like Journalism 101. Yeah. And the one of the main bullet points of things you have to keep in mind as a journalist is whatever you report on has to be of public interest or public um, value. Yeah. You can't just report on bullshit. That's why BuzzFeed is not journalism. Yeah. It's not public. It's not important to the public. Mm-hmm. And so they have to ask themselves, is a leak important to the public or is it interesting to the public? That sort of deal. Yeah. And there's been a debate on that and of course, the thing of like, well, if I don't report on this, I'm losing on clicks because mm-hmm. everyone else is reporting on. it. I got to get my my name out there.
1: I don't understand. So the, I really don't understand the argument of not reporting on leaks. Who cares? You're not you're not part. You don't right. You, right. You're not endorsed by any of these video game companies. So why? why that's should care? that's
0: true. You know, that was one of the arguments that really um, convinced me that it's okay when journalists report on leaks. Yeah. Or it's it, it's not reprehensible that they do that because. They don't owe those companies anything. Exactly. They they're just reporting on the information. They're not they're not in their pockets. Their information is information. Information <laughs> is information. <laughs> <Exactly>. That's it. <laughs> so yeah. so it would actually look a little bit weird if they didn't report on the leaks. Like exactly. Why aren't you talking about this? This is yeah. big news. Uh, at the same time, however, f- for me as someone who just enjoys, um. You know surprises like it—it it, it, it hasn't in the past ruined an E3 for me. I just know that had I seen it happen in the moment, I'd be like whoa! Yeah. But there, there's value in having the leak too, because if it's done strategically enough and at the right time, you can actually build up anticipation. You can now, by having a leak saying so and so is going to announce this soon, you now have eyeballs watching you. Mm-hmm. And eagerly, and not just watching to see because now they're watching to see when that thing gets announced, but they're also happen to be seeing all the other things that you're talking about on your Twitter or anything like that. Um, speaking speaking in? of leaks,
1: looks like new information about Overwatch Two has just been leaked. <laughs> <gasps> I just put the link in. Yeah, uh, it uh, seems like ESPN got some sources from Blizzard. Ooh. Um, about oh. Overwatch Two, and that it's going to have PVE.
2: Woo! Hey! Yeah, new
1: game this modes. Is PVE feature. Yeah. PVE features. PVE features. Which, PvE features. Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm curious. Like, would this be a successor to Overwatch? Like, it's saying everyone move over to Overwatch Two now. It's the new competitive online multiplayer shooter. It has. Yeah. Or is it saying this is a side thing? This is for PVE. No no
1: no no no! It says oh, they have a logo, Overwatch 2. It, it's, it's well, no, yeah, a yeah, I know, game. It's
0: Overwatch 2, But I'm just curious, what's oh, you mean know, core it's, it's experience? Be like Fortnite going for Night Two, like that shit. Yeah, like is this thing. a successor to Overwatch or is this uh, just? I see. What this doing. is Overwatch for PVE fans. It looks like okay.
1: it looks like the characters have been redesigned too. Oh man. Hmm. Yeah, new missions, new maps. Toronto now. Let me not tell you. No, let me not speak more because. <laughs> uh, no, you know, like, I want speak more about this. But there's a journalistic and, integrity. And there's a thirty-two. There's a thirty-second hero now. It's called Echo. So,
0: Echo. Echo was in the Ash trailer. I think that's the robot woman that comes out of the the egg. Oh, so um, I guess he's going
1: to be a hero now. She. She, she. Sorry. She's going to be here. I'm
0: noticing in this picture that, uh, yeah, you level up individual heroes and you have. That's cool. Selective abilities. Huh. Interesting. So gotta... like somewhat like RPG sounding. So abilities. I guess this is a whole other game, right? This could, this could be a whole other game, yeah. And, okay, yeah, this goes beyond just. We heard that there's going to be an Overwatch 2. That, I don't. I don't know how you would see for it, mock up
1: that tracer like that's so for for this instance. I mean, you have to imagine that Blizzard got into contact with ESPN and they're like, "Listen, guys, we're getting fucked right now with the Hong Kong." Thing. <laughs> <laughs> so like, could you we guys can't do wait us till BlizzCon favor? in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah can you do us a favor and get this information and leak it for us so that people get hyped for BlizzCon? Cause you know there are like protests and stuff happening, and you know let's 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 build up some momentum to BlizzCon. And ESPN was like, sure. And that, that's not to mention that <laughs> this this whole thing seems very convenient. It's ESPN, you know, like ESPN is one of the most kind of like vanilla uh, esports c- channels, I think. From my understanding, it seems like they're just big. They're just kind of like. You know, they're pretty vanilla. So they're not they're, you know, and they're big too. So it seems very mm-hmm. convenient that they would that ESPN got this report as opposed to, you know, XYZ fan site, esports fan site. So yeah.
0: Yeah. This is interesting. If if this becomes there are certain elements that I'm looking I want. P V E focus. They can have competitive multiplayer. Fine. I don't care. I don't want to play it. But if they have a PV focus with like a story mode and an open world, maybe Oh. oh. If they have loot, like I can pick up items to help increase my weapons durability or damage, mm-hmm. even better. They have these skill trees, which is neat. Um, give me a freaking story, and I actually play this g- game. <laughs> give me a, give me the story, and I think what they need to do, and I, there's like a 50-50 chance they'll do this. Allow us to transfer over all of our skins and cosmetics from Overwatch yes. 1 into Overwatch 2. Yeah. yeah. Now, there's a chance they won't let you do that because A, secretly, they want you to buy new skins and they, they want your money, and B, they will claim hardware issues or software limitations. Mm-hmm. that they, they can't... It's They're two different game engines and you can't transfer those things over. They've done that before with like World of Warcraft. Like, yeah. saying, oh, you can't change. It's different game. It, it, um, but they're,
1: they're gonna they're gonna probably use the argument. Oh, new platforms next year, guys. Sorry, <laughs> you know they're <laughs> they're probably gonna use that that argument. I mean, you have you have to imagine that they were they were building this with the new consoles in mind, with the new generation in mind. So with you know with the other things in mind, as you just pointed out, with profitability in mind. So. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I'm. I'm. I'm consciously optimistic that the, that they'll keep the skins over, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. I really would not. Yeah.
0: I'm hopeful, but I won't be surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting my hopes up too much. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, so yeah. yeah, yeah great little segue from leaks. Into, yeah. I know. This, um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Mean, I didn't mean a, det- didn't mean uh, a detour is... from
1: from, from <laughs> Fortnite, but like. It just seemed like, wow, that was really convenient. This story just came out like fifteen minutes ago. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah, but yeah,
0: Stylosa is a huge, uh, overwatch YouTuber, as oh, far as I know. Okay, um, so this isn't like the other situation with Fortnite, where this is just literal who on Twitter leaking information, yeah, probably to like five people, mm-hmm. you know. But this Stylosa is like, this is big. Yeah. He's got a big audience. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where he got this screenshot from. Very convenient. Uh, very these... convenient that one of the biggest YouTubers gets this information. Uh, very, no. very Also, convenient. could not be a more different story from when before Borderlands 3 released and that guy, that Borderlands YouTuber was mm-hmm. leaking information and Take-Two sent hired goons to his house to intimidate him. Yeah. It, and, and, like... Bombed his YouTube channel with copyright strikes. I don't know if his channel is still up. I think it might be gone. Bombed his channel with copyright strikes in order to de- destroy him and say no, because he didn't have an NDA, so they couldn't sue him. So this is the next best thing, I guess. But this, I think, even if you had an NDA with Blizzard, you could safely leak things at this point because Blizzard's not going to make a single negative mood move for no. like the next couple months. No, no, they no. they can't risk it they can't yeah, um, you're right but yeah in general uh, let's get some final thoughts on leaks uh, Tim do you think leaks hurt game sales
2: um, I mean I think they can help I think they can mm-hmm. they can make people more interested like a you know you, you touched on like a leak is like it's like, ooh, so scandalous. Something was leaked. We're not supposed to know mm-hmm. this. <laughs> so I, f- I feel like there's... I feel like that can stir up intrigue in a way that would make people pay more attention. Um. I mean, it's hard to really tell if like a leak would actually hurt sales. Um... I mean in the case of Fortnite certainly not probably but um
0: I think with Fortnite even if it did damage them in any way it wouldn't hurt their bottom line at the very least
2: yeah um I yeah I I feel like maybe it would help like leaks would help more than than hurt unless maybe there is like it could be a situation where, like, it's been built up for a while and it, somehow that's all, like, part of this, like, marketing move and then somehow that's, like, spoiled, like, kind of de-escalates, like, the the excitement, the climax, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: David, do you think leaks can hurt game sales?
1: No. I don't think so I mean as much as companies would like to think that they hear grudges I, I don't I, I just think that leaks are detrimental to a brand's image and that's yeah. really the whole point of, of pursuing legal action and um, it's all and as you mentioned very well before Sean um, it also sets a precedent too for people not to do it yeah. anymore in the, fir- mm-hmm. in the future that's all yeah
0: yeah yeah uh It can hurt the build up, the hype. But at the same time, done correctly, it can improve the hype. Mm -hmm. I think more people are going to be looking at BlizzCon this year uh, because Overwatch Two got leaked. Diablo Four got leaked a little bit uh, earlier in the in the week. Yeah, Uh, but that was more like Diablo Four is coming, and it's like there was like no pictures. This has picture evidence, Mm -hmm. which pictures can be doctored. This could all be fake. I don't doubt that's possible. Right. but it is interesting uh, but I believe uh, leaks can sometimes be beneficial to the hype uh, they can also hurt it of course especially if there's a surprise if, if they wanted something to be a big surprise and it's leaked uh, you know it, it kind of spoils it and it's not as fun um, people who like watch E3 and read all the leaks they can beforehand, and then watch E3 like that one. E3 sucked. It's like, did it suck, or were you just, you didn't see anything you weren't expecting? Everything was new and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I I, I don't believe, I think the only scenario in which leaks could possibly hurt a game's sales is if, someone leaked out features of a game before the game came out. And people have already pre-ordered said game. Someone leaks out features that were not talked about. They were supposed to be surprises. And those features convince people to cancel their pre-order. In that sense, leaks could hurt sales. I don't think it'd be in such a massive amount that it would uh, ruin them. I don't think any developer or publisher could say with a straight face, "Well, because of that leak, we didn't get enough sales. They ruined it." I, I cannot think anyone with, could say that with a straight face. Yeah. Leaks yeah. No. At their worst, are surprise spoilers. They they reduce the fun, and that's about it. Yeah, I think so. And too. and fun is nice, but it's. I don't think they have anything to pursue legal action. They're truly mm-hmm.
2: surprise mechanics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Tim. They are truly surprise mechanics. <laughs> um, so, that was our show for the week. I'm so glad you all decided to join us on this spookiest of weeks. I hope you all have Ooh. a fantastic Halloween. Spooky. Watch plenty of horror movies. I'm looking at you, Dave and Tim, who didn't mention a single horror movie that you watched this week. How dare you? I apologize. Uh, everyone else out there, make sure to watch some great horror movies. The Shining, The Thing, the Room. Exorcist, Exorcist 3. Mm. <laughs> yes. Go watch The Room. It's a different kind um, of horror. Go watch The Void. Body horror stuff is always fun. It's gross. It's cool. Go watch Hellraiser. Hellraiser is one of my favorite horror movies. The Peanuts movie. I'm the what? The Peanuts movie. The Peanuts movie. Yeah, yeah. the only horror thing from Peanuts is when, like the um, the Today Show hosts dress up like Peanuts characters and Oh Jesus Christ! Like oh, they have no. those weird fake heads. Oh that no, heads look, no, no, no! That is actually scary. No, that's <laughs> that is horror. Um, everybody have a fantastic Halloween and a fantastic week, and we will see you next week. Uh, we are episode 16, so we can drive a car, so please pray for our safety. Uh, Tim, you can find Tim on KeenGamer.com. He writes for them. And David, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at
1: Xenocreator125. You can find me on Instagram at Xenocreator125. You can find me on KeenGamer. Writing articles weekly, daily, right. every now and then. Um. I have my own website com. Fantastic
0: and as for me you can find me on King Gamer as well and you can find me on Twitter at Gingerbread as D-J-I-N-N-G-E-R underscore bread Thank you everybody for joining us Have a fun and safe Halloween See you next week
1: Boo! Bye. Bye Bye, <laughs>
0: bye. <laughs>